0: Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about staying filled up. So recently we've talked about how do we keep the answers to prayer that God sends our way? When God sets us free or brings a breakthrough, brings answers to prayer in our life, how do we make sure that we keep those answers and we don't lose them? We talked about the other day about how the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. God's not going to take them away. But we do have an enemy that's trying to steal those things away from us, to get us to willingly give them away sometimes to him. So how do we do that? We think we stay filled up. is one of the biggest keys. Jesus says, when an unclean or impure or evil spirit comes out of a person, they get set free. That spirit leaves, but then eventually it will come back. It'll come back. And all, he said, sometimes it will find the house empty, swept clean and put in order. But then the problem is it's empty. It's not filled up. And so then it comes back in and it brings seven other ones with it. And the person ends up worse off than when they started. And that's why it's so important, I believe, to keep walking in the things that God gives us to stay filled up. Because it helps us to keep those things. It helps us to not only to receive those things, but also to keep them as well. I think we need to stay in a place where we are filled up consistently to the place where we are overflowing consistently. Because in Christ, there's fullness in him. Out of his fullness, we've all received grace upon grace. upon grace. When we stay positioned in the light, we keep magnifying him. We keep filling up that basket of praise like we talk about. We stay filled up. It helps us to keep walking in those things that he gives us. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and the business started out great, but then I got into some tough times. I got some months from my business losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I just had the stress and weight and pressure of the business on me. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife, telling her over and over, there's gotta be a better way to live. There's gotta be more to life than this. And shortly after that, I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, seemed to jump off the page of me. It says a good man is an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? Well, the Proverbs tell us that wisdom, knowledge, understanding, those are the key things. And so I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life, areas like purpose and health and family and finances. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way of living. Where we make him the source. We make him the center of everything. We do life together with him. Now, that wasn't always easy because that meant I had to unlearn my old ways. I had to learn how to do life a new way, to operate my life in a different way, learning how to rest and how to trust in him. And over the course of about 10 years, I just began to document what I was going through, the things that he was teaching me. And it turned into this series of books and courses and now partners that we have in a program called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I believe the most important thing is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. Has the ability to turn the tables and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. There's something so powerful about remembering. And not forgetting, especially when we have issues and problems that we're facing. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. In 1 Corinthians 11.26, it tells us that every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. Which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. It's proving the death that sets in motion all of the benefits. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through. But I think it's also important we remember what his sacrifice means for us, how he connected us back to God, gave us this covenant relationship with him. So the process we use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer. That's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter 1, and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some practical physical workout tips because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. Let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you can fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, Would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us, and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us, and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Notice we're talking about staying filled up today. The fullness of him who fills all in all. There's fullness in him. And Father, we ask you to bless us. To make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and do it. be a blessing today. Help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today to walk out today with him. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. That's where we talk about, executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages along the way. It didn't just happen in one day. And in a similar way for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ. I believe there are steps and stages. There's a process that we go through. Part of it, we've got to stay filled up. And very simply, I think it starts with believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But what he's going to show us is probably going to look impossible. And we have to be willing to move forward with his plan. We have to learn to put off our old ways to embrace this new way of living. We make God the source. We make him the center. We learn to follow after his plan for our life. As it unfolds in his beautiful timing. So how are we going to do that? I think it goes back to these four fundamentals, walking them out day by day. Our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we've got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with humility, because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. To be humble is to be open to change, willing to say you're sorry, willing to turn things around and make some adjustments. And we're going to receive this forgiveness from God. We're going to forgive ourselves in the middle We're going to walk in forgiveness with other people. And to walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise, one of the greatest expressions of faith. And it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. When we step into the light, we step into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has. He put it all in him. There's fullness in him. Just getting in position we will experience that fullness that's in him. Then there's his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom. There's purpose and grace. Health and energy, time, resources, finances, it's all available in him. But we have to learn how to get in position to receive it. And then we have to learn how to get it flowing through us, out into the world. We see the fruit or the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. And this is one of the, the concepts right here. This is the big one. How do we stay filled up? I think magnifying the light is one of the biggest ways we stay filled up. First, we're going to get in position. Then we're going to turn up the brightness of this light. And it's going to expand the capacity. It's going to fill up that pipeline where God can flow more of all these good things through us. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side is a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side is a basket full of our praises to God. Which basket are we going to fill up? With our thoughts, with our focus, with our attention, with our words, with our meditation. Which basket are we going to fill up? To stay filled up in our own life, I think we've got to fill up that basket of praise. So to magnify the light, we can magnify God's word and his promises and just who he is and all that he's done in our life, all that he's done for us in Christ, and just stay focused on everything that's going well. Because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. He's going to sustain it by the power of his word. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Rather, it's in the face of those issues and problems. You stay filling up that basket of praise. For example, the verse we're looking at today, it says the evil spirit might come back.
1: He may come back and test you again. But if you're filled up, he has nowhere to get in. Now, he might present some symptoms to you. But if you stay filled up, he's got nowhere to go. But
0: God does give us a choice. Could, we could choose not to do any of this. We can stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure out all those problems on our own, rather than resting and trusting in God. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. There might be the tendency to retaliate at people or withhold good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment. On the inside, there'll be this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness like you're trapped or you're stuck. And all that weight and pressure just drains all the energy right out of you. Then emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future, envisioning worst-case scenarios, reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a pattern. This can become a habit. And you get stuck in these vicious cycles that seem to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. We've got fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now all those good things that he put in Christ begin to flow through us. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing because God's doing the work. He's supplying the peace and the joy and the power and the spirit and the grace to walk out those things that we know to do. And now all of a sudden, we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace.
1: That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around. Every day, life's throwing stuff at us that tries to knock us off the path. We could
0: turn it right back around quickly. I think it starts with getting more present. Recognizing those symptoms and then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. We reconcile with other people. If we need to forgive, we forgive. Then we start praising and magnifying him, filling up that basket of praise for his love and his goodness and his faithfulness. And then I'd like to pray this very simple prayer Father, I thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. Just takes a moment. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us, but we have to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top with what I call some filters. These are just short reminders that I keep rewriting every night before bed to keep me in rhythm with God. In the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. There were things that needed to be done every day, every week, every month, and on the yearly cycle of feasts. Well, our bodies are God's temple now. And staying in rhythm with him, I believe, is one of the biggest keys to staying in tune with him. So I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I bring it down to a yearly level. What do I feel like is the vision or direction or the word God God gave me for this
1: year? For example, this year, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And then we bring it down to a monthly level.
0: This month, our message in the Abundant Life Blueprint was confidence through praise. Through praising God consistently, we grow more confident in our faith. And then we bring it down to the weekly level with our yearly cycle updates of where we are this season of the year. Different seasons of the year. Give us different reminders of what God's done for us. This time of year in July, it's a reminder, expand the vision. It's during July that God often gives us more light and begins to expand the vision of what he's called us to do. And I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify, what went well, well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? Because the more we look for them, the more of them we're going to see. And then i like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And I'd like to bring my journal down into today. I started with the big picture vision through the year, through the month, through the week, and then I want to bring it down into today. That's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I have learned to stick with what do I know to do? I write those things down. That becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say in the morning? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter one. The very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. And so that's how I start my days now. The very first words out of my mouth, let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with God. We start praising him and magnifying him, connecting with him in his word. And we start walking out that plan in full confidence in him, that he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, His grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our life, to make things happen in our life that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at these scriptures today. We've talked about how do we keep the things that God sends our way? Jesus tells, tells the churches in the book of Revelation, hold fast to what you have. The gifts and the call of God are irrevocable, which means he doesn't take them away. But they can get stolen away from us. We can stop walking in them and receiving them. And so when we receive from God, he sets us free, brings answers to prayer. I think it's important we keep filling up that basket of praise. We stay filled up. Because those things, we can lose them. So Jesus says, Matthew 12, verses 43 through 45. When an impure or unclean spirit comes out of a person, that person got set free. It goes through arid places, seeking rest and does not find it. And then it says, I'll return to the house that I left. So it's coming back. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied. Some verses say empty. Swept clean and put in order. And then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. So it's very important for us when God brings answers to prayer, sets us free, breaks us through, that we stay filled up. And remember, in Christ, there's
1: fullness in him. I once had this time where I was feeling kind of, not filled up. I don't know what to call it. Unfilled.
0: I just felt God prompted me to just get still for a second. I just got still connected him. Just got more presence with him. And in about one minute, he taught me this. There's fullness in him. You can go from completely unfilled up to overflowing in about a minute, maybe less. You just get back in position in Christ. And then you start magnifying him and you stay filled up. How are we going to stay filled up? Stay filled up with his word. Keep reading his word regularly every day. Stay filled up in your prayer life. Stay filled up praying in the spirit. Stay filled up, staying connected to him, staying in
1: position with him. Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. To stay filled up and just overflowing every day to stay filled up and overflowing every day. And we're asking for your help to walk in
0: this consistently from this point on in our life to help us do this. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Just take a moment to remember God sent us his one and only son. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself unto death, unto cross. God pours the cup of his wrath onto the body of Jesus. He's crushed. He's destroyed on the cross by God.
1: But then he's raised back to life. He's victorious over death. And he's seated at God's right hand. And he raises us
0: up with him. That same victorious power now lives on the inside of us. And he raises us up and sits us us together with him in heavenly places. Makes us one with him. There's that fullness in him. He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight. He gives us his spirit into
1: our hearts. So we become heirs. We become his children. So Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant.
0: In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness, transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood cleanses us, makes atonement for us. He's our faithful high priest. His blood gives us this new covenant with God. This
1: blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us and working for our good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take your juice. All right. One of my favorite ways to stay filled up
0: is going for walks with God. Every day when I finish my workout, I like to go for a walk, maybe 10, 20, 30 minutes. And I just walk and I pray. I really like to pray in the spirit while I'm walking with God. Pray and just pray in the spirit as I'm walking with God. One of the ways for us to stay filled up. Now, there'll be all kinds of things that try to prioritize themselves over this. To tell you you're too busy, that you don't have time to do this. But I found if you'll make the time for to do this, God has a way of making things happen where you'll get everything else you need to do again. You get it all done. There's more than enough time. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn
1: more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.